Welcome back to the My Online Schooling podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the online school. In this episode, we're back talking with the teacher, Carly Brosnan. Together, we discuss various things such as staying connected with pupils and fellow teachers in an online education world, and it's easier than you might think, how it benefits the pupils with any kind of additional needs, and we get to hear some examples of the pupils in Carly's classes. Now, Carly also spent many years living and working in China, so we also get to understand more about that experience she had out there too. But come with me now as we step into this conversation with Carly Brosnan. Carly, welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Simon. I've, I've been teaching maths, English, science today with my year threes and my year fives, and we've been having such a lovely day today. Maths, English and science. And we're recording this on a Thursday. Is that a fairly typical kind of Thursday for you? Yeah, it's a typical typical day, really, Teach, teaching all the subjects um, with my year threes and my year fives. And just for the sake of people listening, year threes and year fives, how old are they? So year threes are seven and eight and mm-hmm. year fives are nine and ten. Nine and ten. Excellent. Good fun year groups to teach, I imagine. They're great fun. Yeah. Okay, Carly, can you just give us a little bit of background to, you know, to share with people listening uh, what you were doing before you joined uh, My Online Schooling, maybe where you went to school yourself, and then what your teaching career has been up until, well, really up until today? Um, yeah, so I am, I'm originally from down south. I'm from a place called Buckinghamshire, which is just outside London. Um, and then I moved up to Manchester to go to uni and I studied film and media at university. Okay. Um, and then I moved back down to London trying to look for a job. I ended up working in a media company in London, but mm-hmm. still wanting adventure. And I ended up moving to China to teach. Wow, okay. Uh, it was uh, yeah, only meant to be a, a four-month trip, but I ended up staying there for five years because <laughs> that, that was my first taste of teaching. Mm-hmm. Never thought of teaching ever before in my life. Didn't think of that as a career, mm-hmm. but I ended up absolutely loving teaching, loving being around the kids and having the most amazing time in a different country, just totally different to, to England, mm. and experience and meeting just the most amazing people, traveling mm-hmm. to places that I wouldn't even think of traveling to, and wow. I've made friends all around the world. Um, but after five years, I thought, oh, it's time to come back to England. What can I do? Well, how about coming back to England and being a teacher? So, mm. yeah, I moved back in 2015. And since mm-hmm. then, I've taught in schools in London, in Manchester. I am now in the Peak District. I was teaching in schools in uh, the beautiful Buxton, which is famous okay. for water. Mm-hmm. And now I am teaching for my online schooling. And what was it that encouraged you to make the switch from teaching in a kind of bricks and mortar establishment to teaching online I was actually I had a break from just a short break from teaching while I was fostering so I was fostering some girls and they they moved on just as they do in fostering and Mm -hmm. I was looking for some supply work (laughs) but the pandemic hit which there's no supply work during the pandemic because all the schools were closed but my online schooling were looking for supply teachers and I luckily managed to get a supply job with my online schooling and the experience I had with them was absolutely fantastic. I've never taught 
in an online school before, never taught mm. online before, but teaching the kids, the kids that were coming into the classes, my interactions with them was just so amazing. I just mm. had no idea what to expect. And my, my experience was just so positive. Everyone was so happy. I had kids telling me stories of why they were in online schooling, um, how they, they, they couldn't really access a mainstream school. And so online schooling was just perfect for them. And the lessons were just incredible. So when a full-time position came up for the junior school in September, I applied for it. I luckily got the job and I've been here since, since September full-time with the junior school. So given the fact that you've been teaching in other schools, tell me some of the differences, apart from the obvious differences, like the fact that you don't go into a school building every day, but tell me the differences that you feel when you wake up in the morning and you've got a day of teaching ahead of you and it's all going to be online instead of getting in the car and driving to, to a school? The f big difference is probably the stress levels. This, the stress levels are, I've, I, when I worked in a bricks and mortar school, a physical school, it was very stressful. There was so much to do. There was just so many people around and it was, it was really hard to concentrate and do the best that I could. But working for, for my online schooling, I can really focus on my classes. I can focus on, on teaching the kids the most interactive lessons possible by using the technology available to us. Um, mm. And that's the best thing right now is that we live in a, in a, in a day and age where technology is just fantastic. Mm. That I can speak to kids who are living in Dubai and I've got kids who are living in Spain and I've got kids who are living in England and we're playing a game together online and we're talking about time zones because we're learning about time in, in maths and we're learning about time zones in, in science. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's just incredible. The, the variety that I get from working in my online schooling and the amount that I can actually focus on the kids is so different to working in a bricks and mortar school. Mm. Tell me more then about that ability to focus on the children because you know clearly that's going to be at the heart of what what most children need and what most parents might be looking for in a school but how does that actually look in a school which is online when you're maybe you're with lower stress levels you're you're able to do that but tell me in in a class environment online how does that actually look how does that play out so we've got we've got classes um, of maximum of twenty kids. So it's smaller class sizes than than what we have in in British schools. So I've got more time to focus on the kids. I've got more resources to be able to send them messages. I can I can e easily see in the class what they've what they've done. I can see through their independent work what they're what they're handing in, mm. how they're getting on, and I feel like I'm easily accessible. Whenever they need me, they can send me a message and it's just it's so much more accessible. Whereas in, an, in a mainstream school, you have a lesson, you move on uh, an hour later, you have lunch. It's so things can get forgotten about. Yeah, it's easily, easily done. Things can get looked over. But with, you know, with my online schooling, it's all, it's all here. I can look back through my lessons because it, it's all online, it's all on canvas. I can mm -hmm. have a look and see what kids have done. I can easily check their progress. I can send them a message there and then, and it, it's all instant. It's great. And in the time that you've been there, since when you joined as Supply, and also since the time you went permanent in September, how have you seen the school evolve over that period? 
And so we've increased, in the junior school, we've increased our classes, so we've got more teachers. Uh, we've brought on um, an SLT team, so we've got subject leaders. I am actually the English leader as well, so oh, okay. I was brought on as the English subject leader. And I've been developing and helping improve English in the junior school. So I helped to run a, a World Book Day. Uh, we're currently setting up uh, subject hub pages for English. Uh, we've been running competitions. We've set up videos. We're just trying to make the junior school as uh, inclusive and cohesive as possible. We run uh, house meetings fortnightly. We have games in there, um, and our main aim is to make sure that all the kids feel connected, um, no matter which year group they're in, where they are in the world. And we run so many things, so many different clubs, and I've managed to connect, even though I teach just year three and year five, I've managed to connect to so many kids through clubs, through the house meetings, through uh, assemblies, through year group assemblies, um, and it's been absolutely amazing to see how how the school has grown, mm -hmm. all the work that the kids have been doing. We've been showcasing that through the year group assemblies, mm -hmm. and it's just been incredible. We've brought in so many new teachers as well in the junior school to cope with you know increasing class sizes, and so we're bringing on all these new teachers and. It's just been amazing because it's such a positive experience and it's so nice to have these people come in and show them that, yeah, this is a great place to be. I, I, I love my online schooling. It's such a positive community and we've built such a great, a great staff and we've, we are really close. We're always messaging each other. We're always, you know, video calling each other at the end okay. of the day and, mm -hmm. you know, having a meeting every Friday just to check in with each other. So mm. we don't see each other every day, but we are connected to all the staff, all the teachers are connected. Mm. It's great. And when you connect with other members of staff, you mentioned through a video call, is that over Zoom as well? Yeah, we do it. So every Friday, all the junior school teachers get together for our lunch and we sit down and just have a natter and just talk about what we're doing at the weekend, how our week's been. Uh, we've actually got a meetup together in, in the summer holidays that we're going to get together and, okay. and go see each other. And tell me a little bit about how online learning benefits pupils with special educational needs. So I have a variety of kids in my classes with a variety of needs and online learning really helps kids no matter what they've got, what, what need they have. Mm. Um, they, anyone can access it. So if a kid is struggling because they have dyslexia, mm. um, I, have, I can send them different work, differentiated work to them. Uh, there's also classes that help with dyslexia. If mm -hmm. a kid is struggling with maths because they're not used to, used to what we're doing, maybe they've come from a school where they haven't, haven't learned that yet, um, I, can, I can easily send them extra material. I can send them some extra games, some extra worksheets. Mm -hmm. um, I can go through it with them uh, in, the, in the class. If there's a kid that has, uh, you know, maybe their English isn't their first language, so they're struggling a bit, Mm. I can, I, you know, they've got the internet right there and there. They've got, I can, I can send them messages. I can send them on the, on the chat box. If kids, you know, they have a disability, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where they are, what they're, what they're, you know, what need they have. 
mm. you know, with the chat box, with having the, the computer in front of them, being able to type, use the microphone. Mm. There is no, there's no limit. Uh, I found that when I was in a mainstream school, when I was in a bricks and mortar school, that some kids kind of felt like they were being left behind. And mm. I would sit down with them and check in to see how they're getting on. And verbally, they could, they could talk to me about the work. They could tell me everything that was going on, but they couldn't get what was in their head down onto a piece of paper. They just couldn't write. They had no motivation to do that. Maybe they found writing hard. Maybe they just couldn't. They just had no motivation. They just yeah. didn't feel the need for it. Whereas in online schooling, because we have so many different um, ways for the kids to interact with the lessons so they can use the use the microphone they can upload videos for work they can do voice recordings you know there's no limit to what they can do so mm. any child regardless of what need they have can access the work in any way possible mm. and mm. if they are struggling with the lesson maybe they're not understanding the work maybe we're going a bit too fast for them we've got the recordings there and you know, I encourage kids go back, watch the recordings. If you're struggling, you know, it's all bit, it's all there. Go back and review the lesson. Whereas yeah. you don't get that in a bricks and mortar school. You can't say, right, go back and I'll teach this lesson again for you because in in you know in schools in teaching, you kind of just have to keep moving on. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is making sure that no, you know, that's the motto in schools: no child is left behind. And in my online schooling, it's really the case because there is so much there to support them. There's so many. Um, so many extra classes, there's so many people around, where there's so mm -hmm. many resources that we can provide for them, as well as just being able to recap the lesson whenever they want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Carly, give me a, just a mini breakdown of the kinds of pupils that you have in your class, you know, what their background situation is as to why they're at an, at an, at an online school themselves. Yeah, so it's in incredible to speak to the kids and see why they're in online school. So I've got kids who, of course, have can't go to schools because of their school has been closed because of lockdown. Um, I've got kids who have been traveling. They've been moving countries because their family um, needs to travel for work. So I've got kids that are in the process of moving houses. I sometimes have kids come online in the classes and they're, they're in the car and they're like, sorry, you know, I'm in the car, I'm moving house at, at the moment, or they're in an airport and they're accessing the lessons in an airport because they're about to move, move countries. I've got kids who, who live in quite remote places who can't access, there is no decent schooling near them. And they, mm. they uh, use online schooling to help get a good quality education. And when you say quite remote places that they're living in, what sort of places are we talking? We've got places in uh, quite remote places in like Spain, um, like in the mountains in Spain. We've got places in um, I've got quite a few people in uh, in Nigeria and Ghana. People that live in uh, in in Dubai and in uh, South Africa. I've got quite a few kids that live in South Africa. I've mm. got one one uh, pupil that is in Montenegro, and also a child if from the from the Caribbean. And it's oh, great wow. because in, in year five at the minute, we're learning all about uh, volcanoes and earthquakes. And he's great. He's got lots of first-hand information <laughs> about <laughs> all these natural disasters. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got yeah all these remote places. And these kids have been able to tell us exactly what's going on in the world around them. They mm. show us what's going on outside their windows and 
show us the scenes, what's going on. So, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I guess that's one of those things that you couldn't really get in a traditional school. You know, if you were teaching at a school in Buxton and most of the pupils there came from Buxton and surrounding villages, then the global experience collectively from that class is going to be limited really to, to Buxton largely. Whereas here, you've get, you get pupils kind of almost teaching each other. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we've just, we've just been celebrating Eid and quite a few kids didn't know what Eid was. So the mm. kids that were celebrating Eid were educating all the others about what they do, um, how they celebrate. You know, they showed us their houses and how they've decorated and what they give each other as Eid celebration gifts. And it was the first time that a lot of kids had ever, ever heard of what it was. And that first-hand experience from kids who are celebrating it is something that you can't get in schools where you don't have that culture in that mm. area. You mm. know, in the school that I was working at in Buxton, we, we didn't have anything like that. So it's great to be able to, to talk to people and to see how, how it's done, how things are celebrated. Mm. That sounds amazing, that really mm. does. And being honest and frank for a moment, are there any things that you miss from a traditional bricks and mortar school? Um, well, what I miss most, of course, is, is camaraderie every day from from like my my peers from my colleagues but with my online schooling because everybody's in the same boat we we know that that's what we miss and we're so much in contact with each other that even though you know we might finish a class and you know we might have a break and we're on our own there's always someone there to to have lunch with over Zoom or mm. to meet up after school just to discuss something. So even though we are quite isolated in that sense, we're not isolated in a way that, you know, there's there's no one there to help us. And I guess that's different, isn't it, to being the only person who's teaching from home when all of your other peers are in a traditional bricks and mortar school because you just mentioned that the very fact that all of you are teaching remotely from home means that you're all in the same situation which means you're all encouraging each other helping each other having fun with each other and sharing that social time with each other online as opposed to feeling like you're missing out mm. because maybe all of your peers are, are doing something that you're not a part of yeah that's that's right you know we were very much a very supportive team in the junior school we mm. make sure that you know when we had we had a christmas party and mm. we yeah we, we had fun and games and we played games with each other online yeah, we have end of term parties at the end of every half term. We get together and we, you know, in the evening we have dinner, we have some drinks together. It's just a great, it's a great situation because mm. like you said, we are all in the same boat. We all know mm. that we need support in the same way. And we're mm. all there. We're all so supportive. We've all got so much time for each other. And there's, we've mm. got some great, great teachers and great, great friendships already. Yeah. Even though we've never met each other in person, but wow. we're already great friends, you know. As I'm sure, the same with the pupils. Where they've never met each other, but they've forged good friendships together. Oh, yeah. You know, we've, I've got kids in my class who meet up after after class. They, they meet up and, and play Roblox together. They meet up and have mm. chats together. They, they come online and they tell me all the games that they've been playing together online. And wow. Yeah, Amazing. It's, it's, it's great. You know, you've got kids on other sides of the world playing with each other and, you know, messaging each other about what mm. they're up to. And, you know, I've got kids in England and kids in Spain speaking Spanish to each other because they, they want to practice their, their, their languages together. Yeah, it's really, it's really incredible. Mm. And that's something that they couldn't get if they just went to a school down the road, you know, that mm. opportunity to mix with people from mm. all around the world. Yeah, it's a proper global mm. outlook on life, isn't it? 
it is it is and I think you know being able to to have a chat with people from different areas and see how they get get on with life you know what's Mm. their day-to-day routine it's something that's an education in itself Carly I've got a couple of questions now just for you actually nothing at all to do with school you mentioned that you spent five years in China tell me one thing that you miss about China now that you're back in the UK oh I love the street food I would go out I'd have my breakfast from the street food vendors I'd have my lunch from the street food vendors I on I put on so much weight when I was out there because <laughs> I just I love the noodles or oh, I love the dumpling oh Chinese barbecues are fantastic and mm-hmm. the price of beer wow <laughs> that's something that I just can't can't get over <laughs> and ignoring Covid for a second if you could travel to any country in the world where would you travel to uh, well, just before COVID hit, I had a big trip to South America plan. And, well, the day that I was meant to be traveling was the day that they shut all the airports. Oh, no. So my, my place that I would love to visit is South America. I really want to go and see the Amazon, the Galapagos, um, go to Machu Picchu. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, my, my plan, of, I'm trying to rearrange it for next year. So fingers crossed that it, it goes ahead. And when next year are you thinking of? What, what's a, what time of year? Hopefully the summer holidays. That's when we, when we get a lot of time off and just try and spend most of the summer holidays just travelling around South America. It's mm. a place I'd love to visit. It's a place mm. I've yeah, never been to. Mm. That sounds fantastic. Well, I'm mm. sure you'll get to it at some point. Thank you. Uh, we need to bring this episode to a close in a moment. But for anyone who's heard anything and might have a follow-up question, what's the best way for them to, to get in touch with a school? It, you can go to my online schooling website. There's always mm-hmm. someone there that you can chat to. Um, and if you are a parent at the minute, you can contact your child's teacher through the Canvas class page or speak to your parent liaison. Well, look, Carly, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for being on this episode of the podcast. It's been great Thank talking you. to you. Great hearing your experience from a teaching point of view and comparing that to how you worked beforehand. But thank you so much for coming on to this episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Simon. Thank you. So that was Carly Brosnan. Thank you, Carly, for chatting with us today and giving us such an insightful episode. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.